0: Hey, this is Lifespring number 76. Welcome. It's another rainy night in Southern California. 24 was on again tonight. <laughs> so it's very late. <laughs> Welcome to Life Spring. I'm Steve Webb, and I'm your host. Thanks so much for making this show a part of your day. If you're new, welcome. I'm very glad you're here. And I hope you find a great reason to stay around today and to keep on coming back. And if you've been around for a while, and that's defined as anyone who's come back for at least a second time, it's wonderful to have you in the family, because that's how I think of you, extended family. Come on in, pour yourself a cup of coffee or a soda or a blast of nice cool water. Make yourself comfortable. As always, all the contact information will be at the end of the show today in the ID3 tags as well. So since it is raining, I found a a Matthew Ebel song over at the Podsafe Music Network that I want to play for you. And it's called, appropriately enough, Rain.
1: I Keep on riding, Lord, I don't know why So the rain comes down and my eyes look high Cause I know you're out there somewhere Behind the cloudy sky I started again, the thunder and light. I've got so long to go, but I stop for the night. There's a dark, wrinkled man, coffee's black as his eyes. Is he hiding my future, or just more of my life? Comes down and my eyes look high, but I keep on riding Lord, I don't know why. So the rain comes down and my eyes look high. Cause I know you're out there somewhere behind the cloudy sky.
0: I think I did it again. I think I mispronounced Matthew's name. Matthew Ebel. I think I said Ebel again. Well, anyway, sorry about that. All right. James Cooper, long-time listener of the podcast, has a website. He had one uh, for Christmas that was called Why Christmas?, well, now there's one that he's got up. He's had it up for a while, but it's called Why Easter? And we're getting close to the Easter time. And so I thought I'd mention it to you. It's got He's got lots of interesting and fun things over there at whyeaster.com. And um, stuff like why we celebrate Easter, how different cultures celebrate Easter. Uh, there's recipes over there. There's games. There's a whole lot more. So... Check it out, whyeaster.com, put together by James Cooper of Minehead, England. Now, I want to take you over to the brand new, redone, Lifespring show notes page. Go over there to lifespringpodcast.com and you'll be, I think, pleasantly surprised at what you see. There's, um, I've got a, a brand new player over there. Uh, Right at the top right of the page, you can click on it, it opens up a a brand new player. Um, It's called the Poo Poo Player, P-U-P-U, and uh, it's really, really handy, really nice, and it's really easy to listen to the show online if you want to do that. Uh, Let's see, there are uh, some new links over there, lots of new links as a matter of fact, Uh, shows that I listen to. um, All of them are family safe, but not all of them are exactly perfect when it comes to language and things like that. I mean, there's nothing bad. I don't anticipate you're ever hearing any extremely objectionable uh, words or material over there, but every once in a while, uh, you might hear something that's just a little bit off. But um, there's there's good content in all of them. Um, There's a link to Griddle Cakes Radio as an example. There's a uh, link to Triathlon Radio. There's a link to Typical PC User. All of those are really good shows, and I recommend them. So uh, go check out and see uh, some of the shows that I listen to. Uh, There's a new link over there to, let's see, um, the Frapper Map. And by the way, we got some new people that pinned on this week, and I appreciate that. Uh, People in England and uh, South Africa, all over the place. And so uh, I want to thank you guys for doing that. There's a new link over there to my uh, Flickr page, and I'm going to be putting up a couple of uh, new pictures to the Flickr page. Uh, For those that don't know, that's photographs that I put online. Flickr is a great website that you can just post um, pictures that uh, you've taken that people can look at. And so uh, check that out as well. Uh, Let's see, what else? Oh, you know what? This is the first chance I've had to talk to you this month about voting over at Podcast Alley. There's a really cool link over there on my brand new show notes page. You can't miss it on the right hand side, or yeah, the right hand side. Uh, just click on that, and it opens up a, a voting form for you. Just put your email address in there, and uh, they send you back a, a confirming email. You click on the link that it's in that that's in that email that they send you, and boom, you're done. Um, I really want to encourage you to do that. Since this is already um, one week old in the month, and the first time I've had a chance to remind you this month to do that, we're really low in the ratings right now. And uh, golly, if everybody that uh, pinned on the uh, Frapper Map would just go vote, man, we'd be right up there at the top uh, in in the uh, the correct genre over there at Podcast Alley. And again, this is uh, has a lot to do with just new people being able to find the show. So if you would do that for me, I would really, really appreciate it just as, uh, you know, something that we could uh, do together as a family, uh, if you were, if you, if you, if you would. So I'd appreciate it. Also, uh, on my new show notes page, there's a, there's a place. If you don't, uh, want to subscribe to the podcast, if you don't quite understand how all that works, or if you understand and you just don't want to do it, you don't want to download the, the, uh, software software, anything like that. You know, everybody does email. Well, there's a there's a little um, place a little box over there that you can just put in your email address, and you will get notified every time there's a brand new Lifespring podcast. Uh, they'll just put it to your email, and boom, you'll have it. You'll be notified. And uh, so, if you have friends that don't quite understand the the um, you know the thing, and you don't want to you know explain the whole thing you know the way subscriptions work and things like that. Just have them go over to the lifespringpodcast.com show notes page, fill in their email address on that little thing there, and boom, they'll they'll know whenever there's a new show. So that's kind of of fun. Also, there's a new service called Podzinger, P-O-D-Z-I-N-G-E-R, and you can, this is the coolest technology, you can search the audio portion of the podcast. So let's say you wanted to see what Steve said about Prayer, since that's what we're talking about these days. You just type in prayer, and boom, it'll give you a page where that word was uttered each time in the last several shows. So, you know, they, obviously these two shows would show up really big. But uh, let's say you were listening to the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, listening to the music show this last weekend, and you remember that my son's name was Stephen and you wanted to see what song that was that Stephen talked about, we can just type in Stephen, and chances are some, sometime around the time where I mentioned Stephen is when some of that music started. So uh, you can uh, check that out. Podzinger. You just type in the word, and blammo, there it is. It searches all the audio. Very cool, very cool. So that's the news. All right, so let's get into the prayer talk today. I started a little series here on prayer and I'd like to uh, uh, take you through it. If you wanted someone to instruct you in golf or tennis, wouldn't you choose somebody who's good at golf or tennis? If you wanted to learn how to play golf and you had the opportunity, would you want to take some lessons from Tiger Woods? Well, sure. The disciples wanted to know how to pray and they had seen Jesus go off to pray many, many times. They knew from his life that he knew how to pray. So, they asked him for a lesson on prayer. There's actually a couple of places in the New Testament where Jesus gave lessons on how to pray. One of the topics Jesus taught in the Sermon on the Mount was prayer. It's interesting to note that during Old Testament times, people were not encouraged to pray. That was the job for the priests since their job was to be the people's representative to God. That's what a priest is. It was their job to offer sacrifices, thanksgivings, and prayers to God. Well, with the coming of Jesus, we no longer need a priest to represent our interests to God. We can go directly to God with our praise. We can go directly to God with our thanksgiving and with our prayers. How do I know this? Because Jesus took the time to teach his followers how to pray. He obviously wants us to pray. He didn't say, hey, don't worry about how to pray because that's for the priests, the spiritually educated, the religious fathers. No, he said, when you pray, do this. So what can we learn from Jesus on how to pray? Well, first, let me tell you a story, just a short one. Bill Moyers, who had previously studied for the ministry, worked in Lyndon Johnson's White House. At one meal, he was asked to say grace. He said it so softly that the boisterous President Johnson said, Speak up, Bill! I can't hear you! Moyers replied, Mr. President, I wasn't speaking to you. That's one of the first things we need to realize is when we pray, we're we're talking to God. It's not for anybody else. Let me read one of the lessons that Jesus gave on prayer. It's from the New Testament, book of Matthew, chapter 6. And I'm going to read this in a modern translation, so it's going to sound different than maybe some of you are used to hearing. But that's a good thing because it makes you hear it in a new and a fresh way. So, Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 6. This is Jesus talking. Here's what I want you to do. Find a quiet, secluded place so you won't be tempted to role-play before God. Just be there as simply and honestly as you can manage. The focus will shift from you to God, and you'll begin to sense His grace. The world is full of so-called prayer warriors who are prayer ignorant. They're full of formulas and programs and advice, peddling techniques for getting what you want from God. Don't fall for that nonsense. This is your father you're dealing with, and he knows better than you what you need. With a God like this loving you, you can pray very simply, like this. And then Jesus goes into what is known as the Lord's Prayer. But I'm going to read it to you again from this modern translation, so it's going to sound very, very different. It carries the same thoughts, but it's said in a new and a fresh way to make you really hear the words, instead of just going over and over in your head, that prayer that you've heard so many times. So here's the Lord's Prayer as prayed by Jesus in this new modern way. Our Father in heaven, reveal who you are, set the world right, do what's best, as above, so below. Keep us alive with three square meals. Keep us forgiven with you and forgiving others. Keep us safe from ourselves and the devil. You're in charge. You can do anything you want. You're ablaze in beauty. Yes, yes, yes. And then Jesus continues. In prayer, there is a connection between what God does and what you do. You can't get forgiveness from God, for instance, without also forgiving others. If you refuse to do your part, you cut yourself off from God's part. Okay, what I'm going to do right now is just go back real quickly and go through that Lord's Prayer section again and just say a few little words after each little section to kind of expand it just a little bit and then we'll continue. When Jesus said, Our Father in Heaven, that's an acknowledgement for who He is. It's addressing that supreme being that's there as our father in heaven and then he says reveal who you are that's asking him to show more of himself to us and then he says set the world right do what's best as above in other words in heaven so below here on earth then he says keep us alive with three square meals that's just asking God to provide our basic needs then he continues, keep us forgiven with you and forgiving others. That's asking God to forgive our failures and to help us to forgive others who have hurt us. Then he says, keep us safe from ourselves and the devil. Well, yes, yes the devil is real. But that's another podcast. Jesus is saying, keep us safe from that evil one. And then he continues, he says, you're in charge. Well, that's just an acknowledgment that God is the one with authority. And then he continues and he says, you can do anything you want. And that's acknowledgment that he has all power. Then he says, you're a in beauty. Well, that's an expression of awe and wonder. And then he says, yes, yes, yes. Well, that's what amen means. It means, yes, let it be so. So that's just kind of a a real quick overview of the Lord's Prayer and then a a short reading of what Jesus said about prayer in Matthew chapter 6. So let me me just give you some of my thoughts. In general, prayer should follow Jesus' pattern, the pattern that Jesus set there in in the Lord's Prayer. Why? Well, because after all, this is the God of the universe that we are addressing, all power is His. When you go into court, you're not allowed to say to the judge, Hey dude, how's it hanging? (laughs) If you did that, you would quickly be told that that's not the proper way to address the judge in court. You are required to address that man in the black robe as your honor. Well, should it be less for the one who created you in general, we should pray, keeping in mind who it is that we're addressing, who we're talking to. Now, we don't need to be, hear- be fearful. As a matter of fact, we're told that if we have Jesus in our life, we can approach God's throne with confidence. Yes, listen, in the New Testament, the book of Philippians, chapter 4, it says, Do not be anxious about anything. So 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 much for having fear about approaching God or in other words be confident okay He says do not be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your requests to God And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus So based on that in other places as well but this is just one example based on this we're told don't be fearful go in to the throne room of God figuratively speaking bring your prayers to Him bring your petitions to Him without anxiousness without anxiety and you'll have peace. So we're to go to God with confidence but Also, we need to be aware of who he is. Now, according to Jesus' prayer, we should pray with our mouth that we are aware of his position. We need to say it. But now listen, this is important. This is not to stroke his ego. Remember that I've said many times that God is love. Well, this is just another way to have a love relationship with our creator. Here's an example of what I mean. And I use this example because the marriage relationship is a model in many ways of the relationship of man to God. In most healthy, loving marriages, a husband and a wife share loving communication, right? A husband will tell his wife how important she is to him and that he's uh, devoted to her and how much he loves her. And then a wife will return the same kinds of things for her husband with her mouth. She'll talk. She'll say that she loves him, how important he is. In a healthy, loving marriage, this is the kind of communication that flows freely and often. Not to give ego boosts and not to manipulate, but just because it's a way to be intimate and loving. Well, that's how we are to communicate with God. We're to be more intimate with God than with anybody else after all he knows everything about us even more than our spouse and despite knowing everything about us (laughs) he still loves us and wants us to come to him that's amazing so why wouldn't you want to express your love to him and that's what jesus was doing when he said our father in heaven reveal who you are that's just saying you know our father that's that's like a wonderful relationship we have with Him Him as a loving Father. So after we have a time of loving communication with God, our Father, in which we tell Him how important He is to us, we should also tell Him that we can't wait for Him to make things here on earth just as wonderful as they are in heaven, where His presence permeates everything. After all, when you are apart from the one you love, Don't you tell that person that you can't wait to see them again? Of course you do. We all do. Now, how would you like it if your spouse or your kids, whenever they talk to you, only asked you for things? They never just wanted to be with you. They only came to you when they needed something. What's that? You say you have teenagers and that's the only time that you see your teenager? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's when my teenager comes to me, too. Oh, well. It doesn't feel very good, though, does it? I'm happy to take care of them, and I will. But it's nice when they want to be with me and just have a time of fun, too. It was really cool. Earlier um, this last weekend, Leanne said, You know, we really need to take the kids to Disneyland. Stephen said that he really wanted to just spend some time with us, just having fun. Man, I'm telling you, coming from a 14-year-old, that was a very cool thing because you don't get that very often from a teenager. So that was, that was neat. So when we bring our needs to God, it's always good to do that after we've had a time of just hanging with him too. So that's what Jesus taught next. After we acknowledge who he is and that we really do want to see him and want him to have his way here on earth, We can bring our needs to his attention. Now, listen, this is not a, you know, a follow this recipe kind of a thing. This is not like, okay, got one done, got two done, got three done. Now I go to number four. It's not like that. He's showing us a pattern here, but it's something, it's so hard to, to communicate this, but it's all something that just flows from a love relationship. That's so central to this whole thing. And prayer is a communication. It's me talking to God and then giving God time to respond to me. Sometimes I'll just literally get on my knees and I'll bow my head. And I'll begin in my mind or with my mouth just to tell God how wonderful I think he is and how glad I am that he's in my heart and in my life. And then I'll just be quiet for a while and listen. And God honestly does communicate to me through that and he'll do it for you. Now, getting back here to the prayer, listen, God is not an errand boy and he's not a magic genie. He's not interested in granting wishes and he's not even really all that interested in your comfort or your entertainment. He's in the process of making you into the person that he wants you to be. And sometimes that process takes pressure and stretching and heat and cold. I found that it usually isn't productive to ask him to make me or take me out of difficult circumstances. (laughs) Especially if those circumstances are a result of my bad choices. He will rarely rescue me from those types of situations. But he always Uses those times to try to teach me how to become more the person he wants me to be. No, the things that he has promised to provide me are not toys and comfort, but my daily needs. Jesus said in the prayer, Give us this day our daily bread, to say it in the traditional way. That's the promise. God has promised to provide my necessities. Now, sometimes God will really surprise us with great fun and unexpected blessings. But those are not required for happiness or joy in my heart for him or for him to prove who he is. He doesn't have to do those big things to prove who he is. Sometimes, because he's my loving father, he does do fun things. Again, it's like my kids and I. My unspoken contract with them is that they'll get three square meals a day from me. And sometimes, just because I love them, I'll give them an ice cream cone. Or a trip to Disneyland. Or even a vacation in Hawaii. But how annoying would it be if they were always asking for the big vacations or the newest and the best Xbox or Playstation. Oh wait a minute, they do that. (laughs) And it bugs. So when Jesus said, give us our three square meals a day, it really is just kind of a confirmation in our own mind to him that we understand that that's part of the contract, that he cares for us. But we don't ask him for the big toys. Next, we should remember to ask him to forgive us for our failures. Why? Well, let's go back to the marriage relationship. Listen, as great as I am as a husband, sometimes I'm a jerk. Sometimes I get selfish or I get tired and my stupid side comes out. How happy do you think my wife would be if I never apologized for my bad behavior? In the interest of keeping our marriage strong, I sometimes have to ask for forgiveness. That's sort of the way it works with God. In order to maintain an open line of communication, I have to ask him for forgiveness. Next, I ask God to show me his way to help me deal with situations that could trip me up. That's that line in the prayer that said, keep us safe from ourselves and the devil. This is a scripture that says that in every situation that could tempt me to do the wrong thing, I'm asking God to provide a way out. Now, if I, if I choose not to take that way out, that's my choice. There is a scripture that says that God will always provide a way out. I have to be strong enough to choose it. And in this part of the prayer, I'm asking Him to give me that wisdom and to give me that strength. So now, as I seek and receive God's forgiveness, I have to forgive others who wrong me. If I can't do that, God is not going to forgive me. If I can't forgive others, God won't forgive me. After all, the price that God paid in order to forgive my sins was enormous. He gave his only son to die in my place. How wrong would it be to claim that forgiveness for myself and not offer forgiveness to someone who wrongs me? Listen, prayer may make us feel better, and that's a good thing. But it's not all there is to our prayer life. Prayer should affect me or it should affect the way that I relate to other people. If I have received forgiveness from God, it would be wrong not to extend it to others. Something is seriously wrong if I can't do that. Now Jesus said this thought or repeated this thought several times during his time here on earth. So it's something that God considers to be extremely important. And that's why I'm spending a little bit of extra time there. God has paid an enormous price for my forgiveness and for yours. Huge. And so if I don't forgive others, it's as if I'm slapping God in the face or saying that the wrongs that others do against me are bigger than the wrongs that I do against God. And that's certainly not true. So, if I want God to forgive me, I have to forgive others. Okay, that was a lot of stuff. Here's the bottom line. God wants a loving line of communication with you. Once you understand who He is and who you are in relation to Him, and who you are in relation to other people, it becomes really an easy thing to pray. Prayer is not about reciting words, prayers that you've um, memorized or prayers out of a book. Now, listen, sometimes there is a place for that if while you're reading those words or if while you're reciting those words, you actually think about what you're saying and understand what you're saying. But when, God, when Jesus said, when you pray, pray like this, he wasn't giving us something to just memorize by rote. He was giving us a pattern. He wants, remember, God is interested in what's in your heart. He wants a heart relationship with you. That's what prayer is. It's about my heart reaching out to the heart of God. It can be a time of intimacy. And I promise that if you take the time to let it be that, God will meet you. There's no doubt. It is an investment of time. But you know what? Once you get into it, once you get off alone with God, whether it be in a quiet room or whether it be, you know, out in, in a in a forest somewhere, just someplace quiet and away from Telephones and cell phones and computers and everything else just you and God take some time tell him you love him let him tell you <laughs> that he loves you and it will be a wonderful time and, and time will go by so quickly you'll not even realize that it's gone there'll be more next week on prayer Thank you.
1: Self like I know I'm seeing I...
0: That's Jeremy Yoder. That's brand new. Yes, that's uh, so new that this CD isn't even out yet. I got an email from Jeremy this weekend, and he said, Hey, Steve, check this out. This is called I Need You, and it's from Jeremy Yoder, and you can find out the info at lifespringpodcast.com. All right, here are some pet peeves that dogs have about humans. Number one, yelling at me for barking. I'm a dog, you idiot. What do you expect? (laughs) Another one, taking me for a walk and then not letting me check stuff out. Hey, whose walk is this anyway? And another one that really upsets our pets is any trick that involves balancing food on my nose. Stop it! And any haircut that involves bows or ribbons. Now you know why we chew your stuff up when you're not home. The sleight of hand, fake fetch throw. Oh boy, big guy, you fooled a dog. (laughs) What a proud moment for the top of the food chain. Taking me to the vet for the big snip. And then acting surprised when I freak out every time we go back. And dog sweaters, what's with that? Hello, haven't you noticed the fur? Duh. (laughs) Now lay off me on some of these things. We both know who's boss around here. You don't see me picking up your poop, do you? So there you go. Brand new show for you. In the can, as they say. Please send your comments or questions or any other kind of feedback to steve.lifespring at gmail.com or phone a man at 206-350-CALL. And don't forget, you can send your Ask Steve questions to to those places, too. steve.lifespring at gmail.com or 206-350-CALL. Remember, we got some brand new show notes at LifespringPodcast.com. Go check them out. And while you're there, please be sure to click on the Podcast Alley badge. And uh, it's really important right now for you to do that. Cast a vote. The month is already a week old, and this is the first chance that I've really had to remind you this month about the voting. I need a bunch of my good family of listeners to help me out, and I really would appreciate it if you do that. Like I said, it's a late start voting. We are really low right now in the ratings, so please make it a point to do that. I'd really, really appreciate it if you would do that. Also, if you'd like to have me come and speak to your group, just drop me a line at the same address, steve.lifespring at gmail.com, and we'll make the arrangements. Remember, Jesus said, whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. You see, it doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter your age, your sex, your station in life. Jesus said, who do you say that I am? LifeSpring is about answering that question and the question of how and why the answer can and does affect your life today. Remember, I'm Steve Webb, and I'm your host, and I'll see you next time. God bless you. The best and the brightest, served up daily by the sharpest minds in content delivery, Podshow and Limelight.